I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Now I'm glad that the same God that said to Joshua, hey, I won't fail thee, I won't forsake thee. The same God that told Moses, hey, I'll be with you, I'll be with your mouth. The same God that told Gideon, surely I will be with thee. It's the same God that we serve today. And man, that should encourage you that God is with us. He's with us. And man, I'm so thankful for that because it gives me strength. It gives me a, a fire to go on another day that I'm not alone in this thing. I'm not alone. When mercy Hello and welcome to the Mercy and Truth Podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you again and I'm excited for what the Lord's going to do for us today in this episode. I'm going to start the episode like I start every one of them. We're going to start with a word of prayer. So if you are where you can and you're able and willing, let's bow together and pray. Lord, I thank you for being so good to us. Lord, you're better to us than we could ever deserve. Lord, what we deserve is to be burning in hell. Lord, I'm thankful to be alive and well and on my way to heaven. Lord, I pray that you touch us today in the podcast. Lord, I pray that you meet with us. Lord, help us to say the words that you'd have us say, nothing that we shouldn't. Lord, I pray that you help us, Lord, to say something that would help somebody. Lord, I pray that you guard our tongue, guard our mouth, and our mind. Lord, we'll love you. God, we're going to thank you, Lord, for all you're going to do for us. You're precious. In holy name we do pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I don't know about you all, but last week, I thoroughly enjoyed doing the podcast. Man, I loved going through the Word of God, and man, a lot of people reached out to me and thanked me for that podcast, but man, I'm thankful for the Word of God. Man, I'm glad that it can encourage us no matter what time of life we are in. The Lord knows exactly what to do to give us the strength and the courage to go on. But today, I want to I go to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter number 3 and beginning in verse number 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And verse number 8 says, And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee. 
We'll stop reading there for sake of time, but this is one of my favorite passages passages of Scripture because this is the passage of the burning bush. Listen, if you know anything about the context here of Exodus 3. And I want to take some stuff. I'm not necessarily going to talk about the burning bush today, but I want to talk about the verses after this because this is where we see God calling Moses to go to the children of Israel and deliver them out of bondage. We know that the children of Israel are in bondage here during this time in Egypt. and They've been in bondage for over 400 years. It was a long and, and, and hard time for the people of God. And God calls a man to go do this. And, you know, one thing I desire in my ministry and what God has called me to do is the anointing of God or, or the touch of God or or the power of God in my life. And and to have that, you, there's something that you've got to be in line with, and that is the will of God, or what I'm going to preach on today or talk about today, the call of God in your life. I believe we'll never have the touch and the anointing of God if we have not answered and followed the call of God. And like I said in our text, we see God calls Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. And I want to show you three things in our text about about the call of God and, and what it what it has to do with. And, and if you'll keep your Bible open, if you've got it there with you, I'm going to jump around just a little bit in our scripture here. But I want to show you three things. And first of all, I want to show you the request that is made. I believe the who of the request is one of the most important parts because Moses' brother Aaron didn't tell Moses to go deliver Israel out of Egyptian bondage. It wasn't Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, that told him to go over to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to, to release the people of God. But if you look in verse number 4 where we started, And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him. It was God. It was the God of all glory that called to Moses to lead the Israelites out. And I, that's important right there to make sure Moses knew that God was calling him to do that. I believe that there might be a, well, I'm going to say mine. I believe there's a lot of people that are running off a call from someone other than God. If God doesn't call you to preach, to, to whatever, whatever part of ministry or life you need to go into serving Him, if it's not God calling you, if I didn't know 100% that God was calling me to preach, I would not be preaching today. That's just the truth, because in my flesh, I didn't want to do it. It ain't my personality to do it, and I'd let somebody else do it. But I knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was calling me to preach. And that's why I answered the call. Not because my daddy wanted me a preacher. In fact, I would say the exact opposite. My daddy told me to run from it. <laughs> he told me to run from it because he said, uh, if you can run away and get away from the call to preach then you're not called. But I couldn't get away, and I and God called me to preach, and I'm glad I answered it, but I'm also glad that I know that it was God that was telling me and calling me. I'm glad that I know that I'm living in the will of God because God has, has called me to do it. It's not what somebody else has told me. It's what God told me to do. And you need to examine your life. Are you living your life according to what other others are telling you to do or according to what you know that God has commanded or God has called you to do the will of God in your life is the one, maybe the I'm not even gonna say one of the. It's the most important part of your life as a Christian. 
to be sure you are living in the will of God is so, so important. So I see the request that is made uh, here in our text. It's made of God. Then I want to show you the response of Moses. The response of Moses. I see two separate responses to the call of God in our Bible. Uh, whenever God calls somebody, there's always two different responses. I see the first one with Moses here and that his response was that of resistance. You see in our text, chapter 3, verse number 11, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? He said, Who am I that I could go? And then in chapter 4, verse 1, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto me. Then you see verse number 10, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent. Neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. When God calls Moses, he comes up with a whole lot of reasons why he can't do it. And you know what? More often than not, when God called people into his service, that call of, or that response of resistance would come up and they would, would, would keep coming up. You know what happens? They come up with a whole lot of excuses reasons why they cannot serve God. But God is not looking for you to come up with excuses. God's looking for you to answer His call. This practice of resistance was true even with the strongest of leaders and the best leaders in the Bible. Let me give you a few. Gideon had that response of resistance in Judges 6. Paraphrasing here, but what he said when God called him, I am a nobody and I ain't got no money. He said, I'm a lease of my father's household. I think that's exactly what he said. He said, I'm a nobody and I got no money. Solomon said in 1 Kings 3, he said, I'm just a little child. Jeremiah 1, we see Jeremiah said, I don't know how to speak. He said, I, I'm only a child. That answer of resistance, that response of resistance. You know, I thought of Jonah right here. You know, Jonah didn't say anything. Uh, he just ran away from the call of God. He didn't even have anything to say. Then he did, when he did answer to the call of God, he was angry about it. And how many times has God called one of his to do a work for him and they resist him? So there's that response of resistance that I don't want to have. But then there's the response that I would love to have in my life and that is a response of readiness and I want to have that response I see it with Isaiah and Isaiah 6 we know chronologically if you study Isaiah chapter 6 will be toward the first of that of that book and so Isaiah 6 he says here am I send me he said here am I send me and we know that's such a uh, a famous statement of Isaiah there but it's so true he's ready he's ready to serve God uh, we look at Mary the mother of Jesus in Luke 1 38 when she said behold the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according to thy word man I love that response he said she's saying this Whatever your word is, Lord, that's what I want to do. That's paraphrasing, but that's what she's meaning. And that is how I want to respond to the call of God. I want to ask you a question. What response do you have for the call of God in your life? Oh, preacher, God ain't calling me to do anything. Oh, I, I beg to differ. You, you may be... Uh, you may just be a regular church member, just a layman, don't have any responsibilities in the church. But God may be calling you to preach, sir. God may be, hey, ma'am, you may not be able to be a preacher, but God may be calling you to be a soul winner, to be a prayer warrior. God has a will for your life, and He wants you to execute it. He wants you to do it and fulfill His purpose and His plan for your life. Let me say this real fast. You may not be saved. You may have never asked the Lord to save you, 
But can I tell you that God is calling? God's calling. He's wanting it. I, I, he wants you to be saved. You know what you ought to do? You ought to get saved. You ought to answer that call with readiness. It's not about, see, here's where we get confused about salvation in our world today. It's not about you trying to do something better. Okay, it's not about you trying to turn over a new leaf. That's not how salvation works because you can turn over, you know, you can turn over a whole, whole forest worth of leaves, but that's never going to save you. The only thing that can save you and make you ready for heaven, the only thing that can save you and make you ready for heaven is for you to be saved by His grace and call upon the name of the Lord. You've got to realize you're a sinner, and that's not very hard. We're all sinners. I'm a sinner. I've sinned today. But I'm glad I can find forgiveness, and you can find forgiveness as well. You got to realize you're a sinner. You got to call on the Lord to save you. You got to believe that He's the only way to heaven. And you got to ask Him to forgive you of your sins and say you want to go to heaven with Him. It's that simple. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. But man, you got that call for salvation is just as real as a call to, to preach. And you know what? You can't ever have that second call. That call I have in my life, call to preach, until you've answered that call of salvation. Say, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, that's the Revelation 3. If any man answer, but he says, I'll come in and sup with him. And uh, you know what? You better answer that door of salvation. I'm not, I'm not talking about that today, but it'll be all right that I mention it. I, if you're listening to me and you never ask him to save you, now's the time. Now is the time. Right where are you sitting? What are you waiting on? I, I, that's been on my mind for about the last couple of weeks. Why people wait? I don't know. Because you're not promised tomorrow. And I'm getting off track here, but that's okay. You're not promised tomorrow. Don't wait. Ask the Lord to save you now. I think of a story here. Years ago, a young girl uh, entered into a little Presbyterian church out of curiosity. She heard the gospel for the first time and was converted. She later heard God's call on her life to go to China as a missionary. And, and very kind of rare, but she knew that that's what the Lord was telling her to do. Her life was going to be that of a missionary. She was the only daughter of a multi-millionaire, and she was socially prominent and wealthy. But her parents were not Christians, and when she told them her decision to go to the mission field, they sneered at the very thought. They were sure that they could quickly put a stop to her passing whim. This girl was engaged to a very, very successful, prominent businessman, but he was not a Christian either. When she talked with him about giving his life to Christ, he took a similar stand of that of her parents. Later on, the parents gave a social event and invited their wealthy friends. And they told these friends of their daughter's in intentions and enlisted their help to change her mind. During that evening, the daughter listened to all their arguments against going to the mission field. Finally, she walked over to the piano that was there in the house and began to play and sing. Jesus, I, my cross, have taken all to leave and follow thee. Destitute, despised, forsaken, thou from hence my all shall be. Her fiancé was so touched by her action, he walked over to her at that piano and said, I did not know Jesus could mean so much to one person. And if he means that much to you, please pray for me that I might know him as well. And guess what happened? Right there, he got saved. They got married and they both went to China as missionaries and they labored there for many, many years. You know what happened? That young lady was ready to answer to the call of God. And you know what happened because of that? Her fiance got saved. They got married and went and served for many years, served the Lord. I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to answer? 
Are you ready to respond to the call He asked for you? It may be that of ministry. It may be that of salvation. Whatever it is, I, I beg you be ready to answer that call of God. So I see the request, the response. And then real quickly, I'll hit this and I'll be done. I see the reassurance for Moses. The reassurance for Moses. Moses kept throwing up excuses in the face of God, but the Lord said, I will be with thee. In chapter 3, verse number 12, when Moses said that, verse number 11, who am I? Verse 12 said, and he said, God, certainly I will be with thee. And then chapter number 4, verse number 12, after Moses said, Lord, I'm I'm slow of tongue. Lord, I can't do this. I'm slow of speech. I'm a slow tongue. Verse number 12 said, now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth. He said, I'll be with your mouth. And I'm so glad that God don't just call you to do something and then let you go and try to do it alone. But God will be right there with you to help you accomplish the task he has given you. We see it here with Moses. But then I think about Joshua. Joshua 1.5, the Bible says, As I was with Moses, so will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. He said, just like I was with Moses, Joshua, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to forsake you. I will always be with you. Gideon, I think about him when he responded to the the call of God. Judges 6, uh, verse number 15, And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's household. He said, I'm a nobody. I ain't got no money. Verse number 16 of that chapter says, And the Lord said unto him, Surely, I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. I'm glad in spite of our inadequacy, God can still use us. He will help us along the way. You say, what's the reassurance for Moses here? The presence of God. You say, how am I supposed to do what God's called me to do? You just go ahead and do your best and realize that God is going to be with you. God's going to be with you, and that's what... That's what gives me strength. That's what helps me go another mile. That's what helps me go in these schools and teach these young characters and, and preach to different churches. That's what helps me is to know that God will not fail me. Just like he told Joshua in Joshua 1, five, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Like, like Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews said in chapter 13, verse number 5, I believe it is. For, uh, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now I'm glad that the same God that said to Joshua, hey, I won't fail thee, I won't forsake thee. The same God that told Moses, hey, I'll be with you, I'll be with your mouth. The same God that told Gideon, surely I will be with thee. It's the same God that we serve today. And man, that should encourage you that God is with us. He's with us. And man, I'm so thankful for that because it gives me strength. It gives me a, a fire to go on another day that I'm not alone in this thing. I'm not alone. So we see the request, making sure that God has called you. You see the response of resistance and the response of readiness. And then the reassurance that when God calls us, He will not send us alone. Man, I'm so thankful that God is with us. He's with us. Have you answered the call of God in your life? Are you living according to the will of God? Are you living according to the will of God? I thank you for tuning in today to the Mercy and Truth Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the response that you give us through text and emails and even in person. Amen. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be with you every week and thankful for this open door God's given us. And I'll continue to use it. I'm going to continue to use it to try to encourage people and help people. 
But until we meet again on the Mercy and Truth Podcast, I pray the Lord richly blesses you, and we'll talk to you next week.